Buck 92.3 FM and AM 830 is WMMI Shepherd Mount Pleasant. Welcome to Spock Sports Show, presented locally by Barbary Law Firm. Let's look inside this week's local sports scene with your host, Chris Spockman. Hello and welcome on in to Spock Sports Show, coming to you live from the Bird Bar and Grill in downtown Mount Pleasant. I have got a, a full show here. Aiden Klein, Logan Barodachuk, Coach Mack are here, Coach Wheaton, Caden Rose are here, and Coach Gross is here from Beale City to talk kind of all things high school football as they head towards the playoffs. So we're going to start with the Segrad Academy Irish. Coach Wheaton, Caden Rose, thank you guys so much for being here. And you guys just had a doozy. I, I don't really know what else to say on Friday night, uh, 54. 4 to 48 or 58 to 64 pardon me was the final uh, high scoring affair down in Montebello. First thing I want to ask, what were the field conditions like down there in Montebello? Uh they, it was wasn't bad actually. There were some chunks taken out and um, we learned later on that they had a one o'clock game that was played there that day we didn't know about so but the field was actually not bad. Yeah, we always, bad we always talk about the teal and turf irrigation field report before our games. You're a big part of that pillars for the, the community. It kind of tells you how important it is to have the field that we have here, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it certainly does. We, we had, um, we had a, a devastating injury um, this year on a field that was not in re- very good shape. You know, was that Mr. Halliday? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, that, and that's so. one of those. He was kind of, well, maybe the guy sitting next to you, Caden Rose, 1A and 1B with, with those two guys getting the rock. Uh, just devastating loss. You guys have battled back now 3-5 and five on the year, I believe. Yep. Kind of go through that game, Caden, you, you coach uh, Wheaton. What was it like Saturday? Saturday Night Lights, playing in that high-scoring game. That's got to be a lot of fun, Caden, with all those touchdowns. <clears throat> well, yeah, we uh, really uh, struggled on doing and executing our jobs. You know what I mean? Outside contain was a big one. You know what I mean? That's kind of where they had got us. Defense is where we struggled. I think only one time we had one stop, so that was a big uh, factor of the loss. So, yeah, and I'll give you a little credit, though. Montebello, I think about their basketball team the last few years. They got some great athletes across the field there. They're putting those points up against you guys. And you guys talked about Bogue accounting for, was it eight touchdowns? What's it like been seeing him come up as a sophomore, Caden? Um, it's really amazing, you know what I mean, seeing all the talent that he has, and uh, he's got so many more years to play, and uh, yeah, we just need to keep him back there and keep him safe so that uh, he uh, can uh, keep on going with that. Yeah, you guys are a very, very young team, Coach Wheat, and it's like I said, I know you're not real happy with the record, you said you've had some devastating injuries this year as well, but what have you seen going forward that just kind of really excites you with the young team you got, in particular the group of sophomores, juniors you guys have? Well, just really that, I mean, this uh, past game, we had six, um, six guys starting that were either freshmen, sophomores, or juniors, um, both ways, so uh, that bodes pretty well. I mean, that one of the one of the, I guess if there's anything good that comes from injuries with players and so on is that the experience of the guys that are coming up, you know, maybe a little bit sooner than you want, but um, some of those guys have have stepped up and and done a nice job and and you know they're learning. You know, they haven't been you know they haven't been around football as long as some of the older guys have in general. So um, they're doing great. They're they're learning every day and. And that would be the one good thing that's come from all of this is that a lot of young guys are getting a lot of important um, experience on the field. So, yeah, And I think next year, you know, you and Aiden played together so long. I think you guys are going to be really be able to cherish that now with him having missed this year. What's it like kind of losing, I'll say your sidekick, I'd say the same thing to him if he was sitting in that seat. 
Um, it's real devastating, you know what I mean? He's an amazing ball player, and so to have him not on the team with me and with everyone else, it, uh, it really sucks, and you know what I mean? Everyone is devastated about it, but, you know, we got to stay positive and uh, just got to keep on going with the season because there's nothing really we can do about that. And you're looking forward to having him back. He's going to be back for some part of the hoop season, I imagine. Is that correct? Yes. All right, all right. And I still think about you two as the two freshmen on that team that went so far last year, the moments you guys had to step into. You guys did a fantastic job. What are you guys expecting from Portland St. Pat's, Coach Wheaton? Uh, they're going to line up and run the football. Uh, all right. You know, they go with um, two tight ends and fullback and – they come at you, so we're going to... Going to have to be ready for that? Yeah, we're going to be ready. Again, we're going to have some young guys that are going to have to be ready for that. But um, but they're fairly young, too. Um, they they have some a lot of sophomores that play for them. And, uh, you know, they're smaller. They're a smaller school than we are. You know, they only have 80 kids at their school. And, and uh, so they're piecing it together with a young team also. But they're going to come at you. They have a tradition there. Um, and uh, and we're looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm going to toot your horn here a little bit, Kate, and then maybe ask you a tough question. You've been a part of some really, really, really successful teams over the years. This might be the first losing team you, you've ever been on, but how is that helping you grow as a person? Because I know Coach Wheaton is going to say the most important thing you guys are learning is these lessons you learn for life going forward in football. What have you learned from this year? Um, I've definitely learned a lot from this year. Sorry, can you ask that? Again? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what what have you learned from this? Like I said, overcoming some adversity. Like I said, I think about the team you were on as a freshman for basketball last year. You guys were successful basketball, f baseball. You guys have been really good too. Like I said, maybe the first time you've had to face some adversity, just record wise as a team. Like I said, what's it like overcoming that? Like I said, what are you, what are you learning on the football field you can't learn in the classroom? Um, you know, it's not all just about a winning, and uh, you know what I mean. You got to have that team chemistry and everything. So you just really got to play as a team and. You lose this team, and you can't win every time, so, I mean. That's got to make you feel pretty good, Coach. We didn't hear an answer like that from it, one of your guys. It does. It is a good answer, and he's right. You know, I mean, none of us expected, you know, this. And um, the biggest thing is, I think, and we were talking about it earlier, we had a coaches meeting before this, and, and uh, you know, I don't think anybody in the room, coaches, players, anybody expected our conference to be as tough as it was. It was, it, it has been a grind week in and week out, and, it doesn't matter what team you're playing. It doesn't matter what the record is. They're going to be physical. And um, I don't think that our football program, you know, the past few years has had a schedule like that where they've had to deal week in and week out with the physicality that we've seen. And that's one of the biggest things that they're learning now, you know, that, that um, every week you've got to be ready to be physical back or else it's going to cost you. And um, so I think, they're, I think they're getting that message. And, um, and that's one of the things that I'm most proud of, so. One of the things that Brett Heibel said when we started covering eight-man football, and I think we'd all agree here that Brett Heibel knows a ton about football, played a lot of football. He said, well, any team that's going from 11-man to eight-man is probably going to have a very successful season that first year going from 11-man to eight-man. You guys had Fulton, you guys had Montebello, a number of those teams that were going from having those big numbers in 11-man football down to you know. – Yeah, so like I said, that just made that schedule very, very tough. But Portland St. Pat's, I know you guys would love to come out with a win in the final week. I think they're probably somebody like you guys not having quite the season they expected so they're going to line up run the football what are you guys going to need to do against them offensively you got a game plan uh well just be balanced i mean that's what we've been the last few weeks you know we've thrown the ball just as much as we've ran it and uh and because we can do that um you know it takes a few games to figure that out but we did and and uh that's that's our plan so 
They're going to have to do it. They're going to have to stop us in both. All right. So, yeah. Coach Wheaton, Ken Rose, thank you guys so much for joining me. We're going to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, we'll be joined by Logan Barodachuk, Coach Mack, and Aiden Kleiner here from Mount Pleasant, and Coach Gross waiting patiently here from Beale City as well. We will get him on as well. You listen to Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Bird Bar and Grill and the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios on Buck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be your stew. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the back seat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask the Schumacher Agency in Beaverton if auto owners make sense for you. When you find that perfect home, the one you've been searching for, call the mortgage professionals at Mercantile Bank. Our team is dedicated to helping you find the perfect mortgage for your life and your future. And you won't find a more personal loan experience because to us, it is personal. Let's find your happy place. Visit us online at MercBank.com mortgage. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Home of great food and specials every day. The perfect location for your next post-game party. The Bird, downtown Mount Pleasant on South Main Street, supporting our local high school sports teams. A message from the Bridenstine family of The Bird, South Main Street, downtown Mount Pleasant. Let's get back to all the talk at the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studio with Spock Sports Show right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to the Bird Bar and Grill downtown Mount Pleasant from the Barberry Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. It is Spock Sports Show. Another big shout-out to Coach Wheaton, Caden Rose, taking some time to chat with me. Now here, Coach Mack, Logan Brodichuk, and Aiden Klein to talk some Mount Pleasant Oiler football. You guys were victorious 40-0 to over Midland Dow Friday night. Uh, Aiden, Logan, I was telling them, I think before you got here, Coach Mack, you got to go all the way back to 2010 to find another time that Midland Dow was shut out other than this year versus you guys and two years ago versus you guys. How does, how does that make you feel as a coach, first of all? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy about that. I mean, the Midlands are always, you know, the red-letter games in our schedule, you know, and so um, and, and Dow has always had a, uh, a really good offense, so we take a little pride in, in um, you know, prepping for them each week and, and getting ready to go, and I thought we did a good job with it this week, and you know, pay attention to some of their keys and some of the things that we needed to do. And we played really good team defense. And and our offense took care of the football 
move the ball, which helps your defense out a lot as well. Yep. Yeah, the, it started off with you guys a 34-yard touchdown run from Scooter Polk. Another 21 touchdown, 21-yard touchdown, 21 touchdown catch from Scooter Polk. Humphrey had a touchdown in the first half, and it was, it was the Aiden Klein game is kind of what I told you Friday night. Aiden is here with us along with Logan Chuck. Aiden, toot your horn a little bit here. What, what were the numbers that you had on Friday? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I had like nine catches for like 160 yards or something like that in the touchdown. And you, and you got into the end zone, unlike last week. And you <laughs> said you were going back watching that up there in TC West. You said you thought you were pretty darn close to getting in there. I thought I was in. He was in. You thought he, all right, he you guys in. went back. And then all four of the captains would have scored in. Logan, as, as a quarterback, you know, you guys, uh, you guys haven't punted in two games now. And, it, like, you just kind of know where Aiden or Scooter is going to be when it gets to those third down and longs or even those fourth down and longs. First of all, did you know that it's been two two games since you guys have punted the football? Yeah, actually, I was just talking about that with my grandpa a little bit ago. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't punted in two games. Which Last time we happen. punted, we got it blocked, so it's a good thing we haven't punted <laughs> in two weeks. Well, you, you, you're in those fourth down and no-man situations at the 30, the 40-yard line. Even when it's fourth down and 10, you guys are throwing those outs, and they're just there. And, Logan, as a quarterback, the longer you play with these two wide receivers, does that cohesion just kind of continue to grow for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big part of our offense right now, and, and we can do a bunch of things out of it once we've done it so many times. We can, they can go backside, back across the middle like we did a couple times, and it, it opened up the offense more than you think. Yeah, and I, I made the joke with Aiden here. I'm surprised you, you kind of showed the out and up. I was wondering if you were, you know, kind of saving that one for, for a playoff game later on. And Aiden, from, from practice one till right now, how much better has Logan got? I think, I mean, he, Logan's been really consistent. Logan's been good for a long time. He always knows how to get the ball there. He's got a really good arm, and he's, he's good at hitting where he needs to hit. All right, I'm going to make you answer that question then, Coach. Man, go to practice one till now. How much better has he got? What I'm what I'm most happy with Logan is development is his ability to understand defenses and start to get a feel for things. I think, you know, he came in, he he was the big strong fast guy. Well, we'll use fast lately, but um, but the big strong guy on the field that uh, uh, could get away with a lot of things just on his athletic ability. And and this year he's had to learn to, you know, understand leverages and where safeties are and whether it's the way the linebacker is and. And uh, he's been real consistent, but what Aiden missed out on is, is what he said there is he needs a big butt chewing for me once in the game to start with, and then he gets going. <laughs> I feel like i got to give it to him every year. But once I do, man, he's ready to watch go. out, man. He, his, I, we should study his numbers between the first time that he get, I wake him up and then what his numbers are after that. They're probably pretty dang impressive after that. Hey, hey Logan, so. you got kind of got a big smile on your face. What it, you know, does that sometimes really help you out? Like I said, you're – you're great in every sport you play. I imagine you've been a big competitor all your life. Does it does it work? with Coach fires you up sometimes. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I come out a little flat. Sometimes oh. I, uh, I come out a little flat, and then it's like, oh, I actually got to do something now, and that helps a little bit. Yep. And now I'm going to kind of maybe ask you guys, you know, a difficult question here. And obviously, the Bay City Central was the one game you guys fell 22-21. But you guys have played a really strong schedule. TC Central is now in the playoffs. Midland's highly ranked in D2. Who's the toughest team you guys have played so far? You think? Uh, I would say honestly, Cadillac in the first half. All right. Shot us right in the mouth. We weren't expecting that. Um, obviously, those are all good teams, and we came out on top of Cadillac. But I think for me, Cadillac in the first half was the best team we played all year. What about you, Aiden? I would say Cadillac or Traverse City Central. Traverse City Central is really like they got some guys on that team that's it's they're competitive. It's a competitive team. So yeah, Traverse City Central or Cadillac. Yeah, and TC Central. I still go back to that first drive. If they don't have a personal foul penalty and are able to plug it into the end zone, there they could have been up on you guys. You know, fourteen zero before that long run from uh, Mr. Legit Max Humphrey and. 
maybe an even more difficult question here and just trying to toot somebody's horn. Is there a particular defensive player, and you might be able to answer this, Coach Mack, that stood out to you in a game, like every time you looked up and you were getting tackled, man, it was that guy again, or you, Logan, every time you're looking for someone open, there's a number there. Is there anybody that stood out to you guys defensively? Because you guys have been very, very impressive this year on offense. And Co Coach Mack, you're kind of looking up to the ceiling. Yeah, you got just, somebody? Well, I mean, I would think, going back to Cadillac, the defensive end at Cadillac, um, he, he's a really good player. Um, he... He does a really good job, and um, this guy plays with great technique, leverage, and, and he's athletic, and he, he caused us some problems. We, we even ran away from him, checked away from him, did some things. So, um, yeah, he, he's a good football player for sure. Um, Traverse City Central had some really good players too, I, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, our league's full of individual yeah. players all over the place, um, and so we do a lot of things. Logan can tell you where we – we check away from players, and we check at the line of scrimmage based on where someone lines up and different things just because there are those kind of guys that we struggle to deal with sometimes. So yeah, Cadillac, that, that defensive end from Cadillac, kind of the main guy you guys did that with this year, Logan? Yeah, I mean, we pretty much do it every week. All right. Um, but Cadillac was probably the biggest one, was biggest checks. All right, now maybe even putting you more on the spot here. If you guys had to pick an MVP of the season without picking yourselves, I'll say, I guess, here, because I think either one of you guys could could be right in the running. Who, who's somebody that's really stepped up for you guys on the team? Or maybe a Gruden grinder. I know you're sure you're familiar with that from a couple years ago on Monday Night Football. Who's somebody you guys have been really impressed with this year on your football team? Uh, I think I think Caleb Newbecker stepped up, like, a lot. He, he Max got hurt. He came in and he played a – really big role. He's, he keeps getting better every week, so I think he's stepped up a lot for our team. Logan, you look like you kind of just agreed with him right there. Yeah, I was going to say Caleb. All right. Caleb stepped up big time. Coach Matt. Well, I mean, I think if you're going to go for, like, the Gruden grinder type, um, um, I, I look at some of our guys like Cal Kowalik um, on our offensive defensive line, who kind of is our emotional leader. Every, every once in a while lined up at, like, the fullback yeah, kind of up yeah, back position yeah. as well. He, you know, he played for us last year, but he – He's he's become more of our uh, physical and emotional leader for us up front, and 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 you know there's been a handful of guys that are starting to step up, and um, you know Ed Molnu who was hurt for the last couple of weeks had was really come along till he got hurt. We got him back last week, and um, so there's a lot of a lot of good stories like that. But I mean, if you're looking like really someone who's carried us through the whole year with ups and downs, I mean you got to look at Scooter and what he's done um, week in and week out. Talk about the Cadillac game. I don't, he set the tone for us in the second half on the very first kick return. Like okay. We, we're going to play different this half. And um, and just, you know, that was the one thing we didn't get from anybody in the Bay City Central game. And that was, was disappointing. But, but most of the year, like, guys like that, seniors, Aiden stepping up and making big plays for us the last couple of weeks. I mean, that's what you want out of your seniors, so... Yep. And Linden Friday night, after three weeks on the road, what's, what's it going to be like playing back at Community Memorial, guys? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I love playing at home. I like playing away, too, but coming back home for the last game is always really fun. Yeah, Logan? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Mack, you got to feel that same way. And you guys have set yourself up pretty nice for possibly a couple home playoff games coming up. And like I said, we'll see what happens. I was talking about it earlier. Right now, you guys, Cadillac and Gaylord are all grouped together. I feel like if it's those three, it's pretty easy. Like, all right, it's going to be these three, and we'll plug in somebody else. Gaylord right on the cusp of jumping out. And then Sturgis plays D4 Edwardsburg. Boston New Huron plays 6-2 and two Dearborn Heights. They play. Kara Gaylord's playing a Division Six Claire team. They lose to Claire. They're gonna, they're probably going to be on the outs looking in. Even if they beat Claire, if one of those other teams beat, they they could overjump them. And I feel like let me see what you say about this, Coach Mack. If it's you guys, Cadillac Gaylord, that makes the district a little obvious with those three teams. If it's just you and Cadillac, you probably have no clue where you might end up. That's very true. I think that's a great point. Uh, I've never we've never we've been in a situation. Every ever been in, if there's a team in the north, we're with them. Yeah. Like, but. 
Cadillac's right over it, west, just just far enough. Cadillac's on 131 there, and you've got Muskegon, Cedar, Sparta, Coopersville, right? Like, there's a lot of things they could do with them, and then they could say, all right, Mount Pleasant, we can do anything we want with you, yep, right? Yeah. We, when you look over in the, in the even in the Flint area, you've got Linden, Fenton, Holly. They need a fourth, right? Like yep. we, And over the years, we've done that. I mean, we had North Branch and Linden one year back in 09. Um, the year we went to the state finals, we went north, but through Lansing after that, um, which what I think will happen is that um, Sparta is going to get in, and I think Lansing Waverly, who plays DeWitt, yep. is probably not going to be in. And so that takes a team out of Lansing that they're thinking is in right now and adds a team to Grand Rapids who they don't know is in right now. So that – might yep, and you take Gaylord out, you put Cadillac in there, might yeah, be able to plug yeah, you guys I, down. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but, I, I think if Gaylord wins, they're in. I think right. either way. So, all right. uh, yep. and like I said, Claire is a really good Division Six team. Like I said, just fell to uh, Shepherd this past week, and Shepherd may be locking up a playoff spot. Like I said, the last thing I want to ask you guys, uh, Aiden and Logan. Last time you guys were here, I asked for your favorite sport. And you guys had the best answer ever. He said, "Well, whatever one's in season." So, maybe a tougher question: What sport do you think is your best? I want to start with you, Aiden. Um, I think football is my best. Football is your best sport. Yeah. All right, all right. What about you, Logan? Uh, I really don't know. I I like playing them all. You like playing them all. Well, do, yeah. is there one you think you excel at more than the others? Uh, I don't know. I, probably football. Right, football. Yeah. All right, all right, Coach. I know Coach Max loving that answer. It's because from the great coaching you're getting. Yeah. You know, don't don't tell that Shell guy or that Apple guy that I said <laughs> that. But that's a, that's a story for another day. Aiden, uh, Coach Mac, Logan Brochuk, thank you guys so much for joining me. We're gonna be back on Spock Sports Show. Said Coach Gross has been patient. Come back and we're gonna talk all about those Beale City Aggies. You're listening to Spock Sports Show on Buck ninety two. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours, too. Barbary Law is proud to serve clients in mid-Michigan. Ask your insurance company, any prosecutor, judge, and they know the name. He's respected, knowledgeable, and he wins. Barbary Law has won multi-million dollar accident claims, is an expert for estate planning, and Michigan's go-to divorce lawyer. When you have a legal battle, you need Barbary Law and his team in your corner. They work here, they live here, and they know us and our courts and will win for you. Great legal representation is right here in Mount Pleasant. Barbary Law Firm, every case they take, they take personally. My attorney is Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. Since 1982, Community Cancer Services of Isabella County, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, has provided over $1 million to almost 1,600 Isabella County residents struggling to pay cancer-related expenses. They can assist with the cost of transportation and lodging when traveling for cancer treatment. Each case is considered individually to ensure the most appropriate aid is given. If you or someone you love living in Isabella County is in need of assistance, please visit them on Facebook or at IsabellaCommunityCancer.com today. Breathe cleaner, fresher air with help from Menards. Indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. Best Air's four-inch pleated air filters have a specialized filtration that ensures the best overall performance of your HVAC system, giving you cleaner air throughout your home. Pleated air filters are available in a variety of sizes. Now all 11% off at Menards. Good through October 23rd, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. 
Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. Coming to you live from those Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Chris Bachman now here with Coach Gross from Beale City. And our, our table is emptied out a little bit here, Coach, hasn't it? Yeah, they all left us. And, and I got to thank you for being patient. Said you've been here the whole time when I was talking with Coach Wheaton, when I was talking with Coach Mack. What did you think about hearing from uh, Aiden Klein and Logan Barodichuk? What did you think from the, of those two? I just want to ask you that. Oh, I just think they're they're top-notch players. I mean, Coach Mack's got a couple – couple really gems there and they're using them the way they need to and you know that's why they're where they're at ranked so highly and i'm sure they'll do well yep and since your game versus everett that you guys won 26 21 a little bit of a nail biter it's been a little bit different since then 49 to 6 71 to 0 and 52 to 0 this past friday over roscommon to wrap up a highland conference championship Uh, how did things go in roscommon that's a tough place to play out there in kind of the pine trees yeah it's a tough place to play and uh Ross Common has a really, really young team, and we came out and took care of business. And, and you know, we told the kids all week, you know, hey, we're playing for hardware now, you know, because we didn't want to have to share it with either Lake City or Everett. It ended up being Everett. And, uh, you know, we came out, we played really well, and they're young guys, you know, just, I mean, we had some, we got some seniors, and they got some freshmen and sophomores trying to defend them and it makes a big difference when you have that couple years ahead of them so yeah, when you see those zeros on the board uh, in particular with your team i know when you guys got that running clock in the second half you're going to bring on a lot of substitutions and i know you also you, you want to shut out but you don't really care about it you'd rather have those kids get the experience but what does it mean as a team when you bring in those young kids and they continue to shut down a matt and anna ross comment well it, you're exactly right i could care less if about the shutout at that point but uh but I, but I do think it means a lot to the whole team. I mean, and those kids, they want the shutout too. So I don't care if you're putting a freshman in there. You know, they've a little bit of pressure there from the seniors and the juniors and the sophomores or whoever's up there that, you know, they want that shutout. And and it's the same thing with, you know, no matter what the score is, we always tell every, you know, we always tell your kids is just keep playing. And, and you want to play and play your best and perform your best. So I don't care if it's 52 to nothing or 0 to 24 or whatever the score is, you just keep keep going hard. So. And uh, Jack Fussman, I believe Rick Smith told me he threw for five TDs. He, this actually, past he actually threw for six. Threw for six. Or what one, of them, one of them was a screen pass. I think Rick might have thought it went backwards, but it wasn't It wasn't a screen pass. It was a flare, and, the, and then Jameson Latham took it to the But I guess that, that's Rick being ultra, uh, you know, right on it with the stats or whatever. If it's a backwards pass, it's a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was backwards, but, I mean – Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, so uh, 52-0. To, who's the MVP of that game? Was it everybody? Yada, yada. Kind of tell us a little yeah, bit about what happened Friday there's night. No one, there's no one guy there as an MVP. It was a, it was a team win. And, I mean, we had a you know, bunch of guys score touchdowns. We had, you know, Jack played really well. Obviously, Jack threw the ball for the third or fourth game in a row really, really well. Hit his spots. and I mean, you've seen him at Pine River. He had some beautiful passes. I, I was he, just going to say that the pass that he had to Jamison Latham in the middle of the – first of all, credit to the offensive line because they oh, gave yeah. him forever to yeah. throw against yep. Leroy Pine River. But there was one time he was dropping back, looking, looking, and he had Latham way downfield. And he had to throw it all the way across the field as well. And it was kind of one of those mm-hmm. – if anybody's ever tried putting shoulder pads on and throwing a football, it's not the easiest thing to do. But he really slung that, and he's been continuing to do that, you're saying. Yes, he's been getting he, – you know, and he's – making all the right reads and we keep keep throwing a bunch of different plays in there and we we have plays that we haven't used and stuff like that yet so you know we gotta save some of those because obviously everybody sees everybody anymore and uh, and he's just come along really, really well, and obviously he's starting to throw the ball really well too. So, yeah, One of the things that uh, Brett Heibel said Friday night when we were giving score updates and when we were covering Mount Pleasant playing Midland Dow was that the thing about you guys this year, and 
obviously you guys have a kid playing quarterback at the next level with Hunter Miles from last year, but he said this year the way that you said thinks this is the most balanced Beale City team that he's seen, running the football and throwing the football. In particular, I think the trouble that you cause when you do come out and you, we'll, we'll call it a five wide, but it's not necessarily a five wide because you still kind of have all three of the wingbacks there that you can still run pretty much all of your normal plays with. Yep, it's, it's something that we've we've done most of the year. We've, you know, we got a, we, we get uh, Josh and Jameson and Caden Smith and uh, Carter Fussman and Drew Block is a sophomore, and Owen McKinney did you know scored a couple of touchdowns from them, from that position. So we do have a lot of balance. We have a bunch of guys. I'm not saying you know like I say 100 miles. We did good, really well last year, but some of those guys that he has for weapons now are you know are a year older, so they've experienced some of that. We worked on it in the off season, so it's it's some of the stuff we worked on in the off season is shown in games. Yep, and now I'm gonna kind of ask you a couple of the same questions here. And so your Scully, somebody we've talked about a lot all year long, but who's somebody else that's really kind of came along for you this year, kind of really been surprised, and maybe it is that Drew Block, the sophomore, that kind of continues. It seems like he's seeing the field more and more and more as time goes on. Yeah, well, Drew starts both ways for us as a sophomore, and it was one of them, you know, it was one of them things where early in the summer we were like, eh, is, you know, where is he going to be? We didn't, we didn't know, is he a varsity guy? Is he a JV guy? Well, after a couple seven-on-sevens, you know, it was pretty evident. It's like, well, he, you know, I think he's going to be there, and He's done a really good job. He's had a lot of learning curves. I mean, a lot of times the they watch the film and go at the sophomore, so that he's been getting some throws at him. But he's handled them really well. He's he's made his mistakes, but he's he's obviously a sophomore, so he's he's learning and he's getting better, and it's only going to help him. I know you know Coach Wheaton was talking about it with those guys. You know, we got a young team and that. Well, those guys are going to get. You know, oh yeah, we got them sophomores coming back now. It's like you know you just keep going. That's that's when you have a. You have a good program, and the JVs are doing what they're doing this year. They've only lost one, so you know we're just keep going, just keep getting better every day. That's what we tell them. Who's is it's uh, it's Martin playing quarterback for the JV team, right? Oh uh, no, it's Drake Gatro. Oh, all right, all right, it's, all right. Uh, baseball, basketball. Oh, Camps. Camps. All right, yeah, all right. Camps. So, yeah, who are some of the uh, guys, standouts, I'll say, on the JV team? Just give me a couple names here. I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. Oh, uh, the JV uh, Kyle Martin, who he kicks yep, for yep. us. Uh, Max Pritchard's done really well. Um, and then uh, the other one would probably be uh, uh, Caleb Leonard as, right. a, as, a, as a lineman has really done really well. All right, and now for you, an MVP of the season, da, 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 da. like I said, we're only eight weeks in, and, you know, is well, there anybody that you would pick? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because we were talking about it a little bit last night because all conference stuff's going to come out, and uh, I know uh, Coach Martin kind of said it, and we all agreed. It's like, well, for me, our MVP probably has to be Jack Fussman. I mean, what he did for us at Ravenna, beginning of the year. I mean, the game he had there, threw for three touchdowns. Um, if your quarterback, I know, I'm a quarterback from at heart a little bit too. But at the same time, it's like he's just done. He's just done an excellent job. And without Jack, you know, where would we be? Yep, and it's another one of those things that he also does a great job for you on the other side of oh, the yeah. ball, too. And so, yes, yes. and in Barodichuk, I'm sure he could play on the other side of the ball with the amount of players they got. They don't necessarily need him to at Mount Pleasant. Like I said, you, you need his athletic ability out there in the defensive backfield, and he does a great job there, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he had an interception against, he had an interception against Ross Common this uh, past weekend or past Friday. So, and then the other thing with Jack is it's not so much as, I mean, he's a great athlete and all this other good stuff, but. He just—he's thinking. He's always, you know, he's always—he's knowing where he knows the offense. He knows the defense. He knows where guys are supposed to be. You know, he kind of quarterbacks our defense a little bit with, uh, 
with the play calling in the defensive secondary, him and Caden Smith both can go both either way. And, uh, you know, the, the other thing, too, that people don't understand is Caden and Caden and Jack kind of complement each other really, really well. You know, Smitty's, I mean, that guy's made some hits and stuff like that. But then Jack's kind of the, the thinking things through, making sure everybody's in the right spot and let Smitty go hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, that's a great benefit to have there in that defensive backfield. Like I said, when they're reading together and they're like, all right, we're 90% sure this is a run. Like I said, you can have Caden go attack where Jack's kind of playing back a little bit. That, that kind of thing, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it, make, it makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. So, And I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up one of my favorites, the electric freshman, the electric sophomore, now the electric junior, Jamison Latham. I know he had a big game Friday, too. Oh, yeah, Jamison, I mean, he's been good since he's a freshman. I yep. mean, he's, he's been done really well, and he's and we still work on he's still He's still got things to get better on, as he'll tell you, and, and uh, but he's still – He's still, like you say, he's still pretty electric when he touches the ball. And he's been done a really good job in the offseason uh, catching the football. I mean, in, in into the season, you know. So he's, had, he's caught some touchdown passes this year as well. So some, some long ones, too. Some long ones, yep. yeah. So it makes a big difference when you, you know. Yep, and he's another one of those guys, I'll say, perfect guy for the program. Started at cornerback, you know. Like I said, I think he ran it more this year and his freshman year than he did his sophomore year. And that might just be me thinking of the games I'm at. It seemed like he was a lead blocker quite a bit of time last year. But he's just one of those guys, program guys, that you guys got a bunch of them out there that you can play eight, nine positions and he's not going to complain at whatever one you put him at. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's what he has to do. What, what, what's best for the team, man? Caden Benaski here a few weeks ago, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I asked him, where, where, I think he said he's played eight different positions or whatever. coming. Or pardon yeah. me, not Caden Benaski. I'm thinking of uh, Caden Strauss or Kaden whatever. Caden Strauss, yep, yep. Yep, yep. Said he's played like eight different positions. Caden Benaski plays for Mount Pleasant, all these different positions. And he said, well, where do you want to play? Well, I love playing running back, of course, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And I think yep. – Anybody would rather be on an eight and O team and play on the offensive line than be on, I'll say, you know, a two and six team. But they get to run the football. Like I said, I think winning is much more fun for everybody when it, when it gets done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you guys closing it out with Cass City Friday night. We will be there. See if you guys can finish the regular season undefeated. And Cass City is one of those teams. People around here probably look at it, just see you guys eight and zero, think, oh, all right, oh, not so fast, my friend. As Lee Corso would say, they're five and three. Their D7 up a division from you guys in the schedule they've played is absolutely ridiculous. And I know one thing you're thinking about, they played Ubley earlier this year. That's a team you could very well see in the state semifinals or the state finals, depending on how brackets go. I know it's a big measuring stick for you guys going into the playoffs, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And you watch them on film, they're, they're very big, they're very physical, they'll come downhill at you. Um, we're going to have our hands full. I mean, we, we better be ready to play. Or, you know, it's going to be a really, really long night for sure. So yep. that's what we're working on this week is just, you know, we, it's nice to look at and have that measuring stick. But the, I had somebody ask me the other day, was, well, where's your next big contest? This is the next game. <laughs> that's, our, that's, our next one, that's our next most important game. Yep, and as far as that snooze to you goes, Beale City, White Cloud, Fowler, Carson City, Crystal appears to be, you know, that district quote-unquote. And you guys are so much closer to Everett, but they've got Everett going north with East Jordan, Frankfurt, McBain. Said we'll see how things shake out, but I think that Beale City, White Cloud, Fowler, Carson City, Crystal, that could be pretty much set in stone. White Cloud, 6-2, and two, Fowler, 7-1, and one, Carson City, 7-1, and one, you guys 8-0. That's a, that's a stacked district right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a pretty good district. I don't know... Uh uh, yeah, Carson City's only loss this year is to Fowler, 29-0 at the beginning of the season. Fowler beat Pawalmo this year. Yep, absolutely. And they fell to Langsburg. But the one thing I will say to that, I imagine Langsburg being like you guys, a team with a lot of really fast athletic guys, and maybe that's what they had some trouble with. I picture Fowler having a 
bunch of big farm kids down down on the front is kind of how I picture things. Yep, I mean, they got a traditionally great program in Fowler. I mean, we've played them in past playoffs. I think before. you might have played them way back in your day, maybe. No, no? I right. never played them, but I All coached right. against them. All right, back in the back in the day, um, I was on uh, the staff when uh, we played them in the district finals or regionals. Right. I can't remember what it was. But, uh, you know, yeah, they're always right up there. It's just we haven't seen them in a while because they go south, we go north. And then, you know, Everett's kind of taken – Everett and McBain being Division 8 have kind of taken our little – you know, we usually we were – North corridor. We played, played that northern corridor. So we might end up – you know, yeah, I have a but, feeling snooze is probably pretty close. Yeah, but the good thing about it, if I do look at the snooze to you, the only team on your side of the bracket with more playoff points than you is Iron Mountain. That's yeah. a long trip. If things go as said, it'd be the state semifinals. So, neutral site, we wouldn't have to. I'm, I'm thinking me personally here as the radio guy <laughs> wouldn't have to because it was something Bob and I were already wondering. Well, if Mount Pleasant plays at 7 o'clock on Friday night and Beal played at 1 on Saturday and Iron, no, we probably can't make that happen. You have to get a helicopter yeah. or something. Well, my, my cousin's a pilot out of Kalamazoo. I thought, <laughs> I thought about go. giving him a call, see if he's working or anything. But. Like I said, I think that would be the good thing about it. And if you guys did play in the, you know, the semifinals, obviously it's it's my job to look ahead. It's your job to focus on this next week. But to let people know, that would probably be a game. Gaylord, Petoskey now has really nice facilities. That, that'd probably be that location. Or do you guys think you might end up in the UP at the Uperdome? Yeah, I have no idea where we would end up. I mean, it could be either one. It just all depends on who's available and what's available at the Uperdome, if they have that available, if it's not available. Um, but I mean, I think you I don't guys know. Don't don't count out Everett. All right, all right. <laughs> it, all right. it could be all yeah. Highland semifinal if that if it got to that and it looked and, like that, and that wouldn't shock me one bit. And then maybe we'd be here at the friendly confines of uh, uh, Mount Pleasant's Community Memorial Stadium, where I like yeah. to do all my games. It so. could be Mount Pleasant. It could be Claire. Yeah, all you right. Know, that'd yeah. Be a Claire good would be one. a great location as well, too. But yeah, just want to get a little bit of that playoff talk in with you as well, along with uh, Coach Mack and. Other things real quick, Midland number six and D2. Shepard looks like they're going to get in at D5 and maybe get your opinion on this. They are right now number 27. They play 7-1 and one D7 Ithaca Friday. If they lose, I think even since Ithaca's 8-1, they're probably going to be in good shape. Would you agree? I would think so. All right. I, mean, I would think so, too. You're playing a, you know, a, a highly, really ranked, good, highly yep. ranked team. I don't know how you... You know, yep. keep and, them out. But. And Claire, number 19, they can get a lot of playoff points if they best Gaylor. They play Harrison, Sanford Meridian, number 29. They finish with Hemlock. Ithaca, ranked number five. They could be in with Lake City. That's who they might open with. I bet you'd think that'd be a really good one. Yeah, I think it would. I don't know how much of it's true, but I've heard that their quarterback went down last Ooh. week. For Ithaca it, or Lake City? For Lake City. Oh, so that'd be a so that's kind of a bummer for if, if that's true. I don't yep. know if that's true. That was kind of the rumor mill I heard. Uh, the kids were saying something about it, but. Yeah, that would be a bummer for Lake City because I'm. I don't. You, I don't know if you did. You see Lake City or not? Uh, we didn't get to see that one. I know it was no. one of your guys' tougher games though this but year. But he was a their their quarterback is a really good football player. Yeah, but then we talked about you guys down here in Division Eight might be opening up with White Cloud, Fowler, Carson City. It'd be a really tough district. Like I said, we're going to hope to be there for both games. If there's Friday, Saturday, I think you know, Coach Gross, if I could be in two places at once and call them both, I would be. But we'll get that figured out. And make sure you join us this Friday. Beale City looking to finish the regular season undefeated as they take on Cass City. 7 o'clock kickoff live on Buck 92.3 FM and Facebook.com slash My1043, Buck923 with that video coverage. Make sure you join us again next Monday for Spock Sports Show. We will know exactly where everybody is playing in the playoff games, and we'll do an ultra look at that. Thanks so much. Tune in to Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios at the Bird Bar and Grill on Buck 92. 
Thank you for listening to Fox Sports Show with Chris Bachman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.